and welcome to a new episode of PR360. And as always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review, really just help with the rankings, and let us know how we are doing. But this week, I have Shanna Bull with me, and she is a digital marketing. So we're going to be talking about digital marketing specifically about book publishing but also children's books as well so if you're ever wondering but also she is a child's book author as well she co-wrote with her son she does help with small businesses including in areas like long beach orange county which is in california sacramento paso robles temecula slow and many more but welcome to the show shanna Hey, I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. No worries. And the first question I ask all my guests is, are you a coffee or tea drinker? I like that question because I am both. Mm. <laughs> um, over the pandemic, my husband and I have spent a lot of money trying to figure out the right system for our house now that we both work from home. And we finally, uh, we have a Mr. Coffee pour over machine. Mm. And in the morning we do half decaf because we're both... Um, already hyper. Um, so we we do half decaf that we get from our local Bay Area coffee shop every morning. And then at night, we enjoy sleepy time tea with some honey or almond milk um, after our son goes to bed. Nice. So do you have any like favorite, favorite <laughs> tea brands in that area? Or is it just one specific thing or any coffee? Coffee, uh, Phil's Coffee. It is a local Bay Area uh, chain that I'm obsessed with. They have a like million different um, variations of um, coffee, light, dark, um, in between, all of that. And they have a few decafs as well. Um, and then in terms of tea, uh, traditional medicinals. They're based in Sonoma County, which is about an hour north of San Francisco. All right. It all sounds good. But I gave a brief summary of your expertise can you give us a little bit more for listeners um you know what summarizing my experience is is a catch uh catch all because um my experience has been um i guess started off as a small business owner um 13 years ago during the recession i was laid off from a pr agency and a marketing agency and so i started teaching classes with a local tourism agency it was a one-hour class on the importance of connect connecting with others on social media. Like literally, it was specifically a class that um, taught people how to connect on Twitter and Facebook. Since then, a lot has changed. You know, we have uh, the rise of Instagram and now TikTok, um, imagery and now video. And so, I've had to stay on top of social media trends throughout the years. I've done lots of consulting, management. And I've taught lots of social media classes. Uh, Pre-pandemic, I was also a writer for a few different um, hospitality publications, writing about everything from digital marketing to music, concerts, um, <laughs> restaurants, parenting, and wine. And then most of those gigs actually went away at the beginning of the pandemic. And then a few months into the pandemic, I actually found out I had anal cancer, um, it was a whirlwind of radiation and chemotherapy that actually left me bedridden for about two months. And I had to say goodbye to a lot of my clients and focus on, you know, healing. Um, within that time, um, I didn't really have much to do except nap and watch a lot of reality shows. Um, so I did um, some research on self-publishing. 
because it was always been a dream of mine to become an author. And I wanted to write a how-to marketing book, but I also had a children's book that I co-wrote with my son. It was actually sitting in my notes app on my phone for about three years. Literally, he and I wrote it when he was two years old. Um, So the pandemic and cancer uh, made me realize that, you know what, right now is a good time to get it published. Why not? So we ended up with a hybrid publisher, and in April of 2021, I found out the cancer was gone, um, so that's that's good news. And then literally a week later, the very first Randall the Blue Spider book came out, and each of the books in the series will focus on a different aspect of um, children's mental health, because that's become something that's super important to me as um, as a mom and a small business owner and a human being. Um, it's important to talk about big feelings that children's go through, that children, that children go through. Um, and right now we have two children's books published and the third one will be coming out pretty soon. And that one's on picky eating and friendship. So is that is that a summary for you? That's, that's a pretty good summary. That's a that's a lot. I mean, we're happy you're still here with everything you went through. I mean, you get to share all this knowledge, but we're still happy as a as personally as well as that you're actually still here as well. I you know what I I, I am so excited that um, I was able to go through it. Obviously, it was hell, um, and I wouldn't wish that on anyone, but some really good things came out of it, you know, getting the book published. And now this um, kind of pivot in my career from just doing digital marketing to be able to have these um, books and also learn about a marketing um, industry that I've never been a part of. My past marketing life was in the food, beauty, and um, alcohol space. Definitely not uh, children's books. So I'm learning, I'm kind of learning as I go with, with um, connecting with moms, which is really easy because I'm also the target audience. That's true. <laughs> I mean, the best marketers are sometimes the best target audience at the same time, <laughs> but exactly marketing books. I mean, that's what we're going to be talking about. So how has marketing changed since the pandemic for books? Because I'm, as I've known as a novice myself about the book marketing part is that you did go to bookstores and you did sign that type of stuff. You went to bookstores, you shared your book, but that kind of changed a little bit since the pandemic. So how is that veered off? Are we doing like virtual book signings or whatever is like, what is that all about? Yeah. So um, considering that my book um, came out in literally a year into the pandemic, I've only been able to do two per in-person events since, you know, that, that happened. So I would say that's a huge change for um, authors and publishers. Um, we were seeing trends. We all know that Amazon is a huge player in the book industry. Um, the reason is because they, they can sell books for cheaper. It, it's a fact. And, um, and also I get a good amount of money. Um, with publishing my books on Amazon versus in um, a local bookstore. But that being said, it was really important to me to have my books in local bookstores that mattered to me. 
I grew up in, um, in wine country, just an hour north of San Francisco in a small town. And it was really important to, for me to have my book in that bookstore that I grew up going to as a kid. So I was able to connect with them um, through email um, and get the book in there. Um, but marketing has changed um, since the pandemic um, because it's all online right now. I have done a few um, different events. Um, I've done um, a, a 5K um, for a cystic fibrosis charity, and I read the book to um, people before the 5K. And um, I've done some a lot of book readings through Zoom with um, different kindergartners. All across the United States, like I've been able to talk to people in Houston and uh, Seattle and Long Beach. So it's actually kind of good. Um, it's It's been f- forcing me to um, get more creative with my marketing. Gotcha. And then what have you found is the best strategies for marketing your book? Has it been like going on podcasts? Has it been doing video? Has it been just trying to go to bookstores if you actually can? All of the above. No, um, I, to be honest, um, with my first book, I had a lot of excitement from friends and family. And literally, I created a Facebook group um, and invited people that I knew that would um, want to share a link or, you know, buy a book and leave a review on Amazon. Um, that's that's one of the most important things for um, publishers and book um, writers to have those reviews on Amazon or wherever you um, are, you know, Goodreads, Barnes and Noble, Target, whatever makes sense. Um, and so getting out there and starting with the low hanging fruit of friends and family who want to support you, you know, ask them um, to, to send out your link, ask them to buy the book, to review stuff like that. Um, and it makes a difference in the Amazon algorithm because um, the more reviews you have, the more kind of clout you have within the um, app. So that's good for sales. And that's good for future um, sales as well, because the more reviews you have, the more um, your book and the keywords come up in the algorithm. So there's any like good practices to get people to, to review because even in podcasting reviews are good, but sometimes it's like pulling teeth just mm-hmm. to get people to actually review your actual podcast and or book because it's like, well, I bought it. And the only people that really reviewed it a lot of times are the people mad at you for whatever you actually did or didn't do in their mind. Exactly. That's where begging comes in. <laughs> serious. I am not joking. I literally, um, what I did in this Facebook group was I asked everybody to, um, you know, get the book right away, leave a review as soon as possible. And then I followed up. Um, and just with them, I wasn't harassing, you know, people I didn't know, or even people that I'm friends with in air quotes on Facebook. You know, these people that I may not have even met in person or just acquaintances, I wasn't harassing them, but you better believe that I was harassing my mom to leave them <laughs> and, and my best friends and, and getting my husband to harass his, uh, his friends. So in, in terms of children's books, that's easy to do because, you know, the commitment isn't like an entire, you know, 500, 600, um, 
page book. Um, I do have a marketing book coming out and I won't be able to harass people the same way to get those reviews. But for my very first children's book, I, I was able to. And uh, for the first book, I have over a hundred reviews on Amazon. And I guess that's like a magic number. My second book, I only have 30 reviews. So it was like that, that excitement, um, you know, take advantage of the excitement for your first um, book or your first, you know, venture. And then, um, you know, just keep going with it. What's the title of your marketing book going to be? Just curious. I don't know. Ah. I think it's going to be something similar to um, my Instagram class. So pre-pandemic, um, since 2018, I had a class called Recipe for Instagram, where I had this literal recipe for what you should be doing on Instagram, because I come from the food, um, food business um, world. Um, I thought that was kind of um, nice to, to put marketing strategy into a recipe of that you can you can alter depending on you know how much garlic you like or how much <laughs> how much you you want to um, change it up to be um, your personality so I think the book is going to be similar to that maybe not just Instagram because I am focused more on um, I'm focused a lot on TikTok right now to be honest I'm having such a blast using that um, that platform, it feels like the beginning days of Instagram where everything was a little messy and um, not not this like perfect image um, that you curate and make people pretend like everything is perfect. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I mean, that goes into like, is there specific social medias that are better for authors and book publishers to actually use over others? Is it better to use quote unquote TikTok or is it better for Twitter or is it really does, does it depend on the book that you're actually trying to sell? It depends on the book. It depends on the person and it depends on the audience. You know, for me, um, Instagram is really good, but for the book itself, my personal Facebook page is the best because I'm friends with a lot of my mom's friends and they are willing to do anything to help out their their friend's daughter um, and especially it helps because um, my co-author is an adorable little redhead six-year-old so <laughs> that that doesn't hurt um, and so Facebook's B is the like best platform for direct sales for me but I'm using TikTok to kind of grow um, grow my audience of frustrated um, moms that kind of are um, burnt out a little bit and find humor in everything. So that's kind of my audience on TikTok. Whereas on Instagram, it's small business owners and marketers. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. hey, just use the platform that is good for you. I mean, exactly. it makes sense for children's book that Facebook would be a little bit better because it feels like moms are a little bit more on there than the other ones i mean i'm grandmas okay grandmas are on there <laughs> i will say that because so i am i'm what i'm trying to do right now is i'm trying to let people know that um like tiktok 40 year old moms are on tiktok it's not just dancing kids and um i i'm learning a lot about composting on tiktok 
And so um, it, I, I want to like let people know that TikTok is actually a really good place to get real information and be educated about things that matter to you. Unlike, you know, Google or even YouTube, where you can look up composting for beginners and you can have like these half hour long videos that like go into detail about the person's life. And I'm like, no, no, I just want you to answer my question. Should I poke holes in the bucket? And TikTok is like, yes, this is how you do it. So I like the the kind of getting straight to the point. And I think we're seeing that um, with all of social media. You know, Instagram is now um, going to start even relying on reels even more as um, it changes up the feed. They want to be TikTok. They're mad that TikTok's getting all this um, attention right now. And they are the, I don't know, they're not, they're not looking so great right now. Meta. <laughs> oh yes yes meta which we'll still all call it facebook just because it, it's a, it, it's silly but um you know <laughs> it, it i get i get the name change i wish there was more changes um especially in the the highest levels of the company fair enough <laughs> but... I, you can guess what i'm talking <laughs> about or who i'm talking about <laughs> i mean going back to what you said about getting the answers quickly i mean isn't that kind of like a good strategy for maybe book publishers that want to help other book or book authors that want to help other book authors you use youtube pay uh, videos to do longer explanations but shorts and or tiktok to use short this is the answer to your question type of a thing exactly um i i see tiktok or instagram reels as you know having two things you know, using the trending sounds that whatever's popular at the moment to, you know, relate that back to whatever your niche is. You know, for me, being a mom or children's book um, writing are my two niches with that. And so I'll use a, a trending sound and kind of make a joke. Um, and that can, you know, capture attention. But then I use um, me talking about... Um, mental health issues and um, how to write a children's book or how to market a children's book. And that keeps people in my community for longer. So it's kind of a double um, strategy of making people laugh really quickly and then keeping them there with really good, precise information. I think that makes sense across all digital marketing, you know, websites, they should be straight and to the point and, you know, have a kind of singular call to action instead of, um, you know, talking about everything and being everything to everyone. Yeah. I mean, even for podcasting, that's the same thing too. be niche first or small and then grow as you grow, because that's how people come to you is through being specific to something, not just. Exactly. You know, a lot of the times I, um, I do searches in, in the podcast, in Apple podcasts, for a specific topic. And I might not, um, you know, follow the, um, the company or the, the podcast network. Um, but I'll, I might come back to it over and over again. I do that a lot. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. speaking of, or just talking a little bit more about the physical stores. And now are we going to see a return to that? We're going to see a return to people seeing their authors, 
book signings again? Are we going to see a slow return? Because it looks like a lot of places are opening back up for a third or fourth time or how many times (laughs) there actually is. Well, I'm in the Bay Area, so I think we're going to be the last ones to officially open back up. And to be honest, we we our mask mandate is gone now, but uh, my family is still going to be wearing masks for a while. And I think small business owners are um, reluctant here to plan anything because we have had false excitement in the past year where last summer we thought we thought this was over. Let's be honest. We all did. And um, it wasn't. And people planned weddings, people planned big events, and they've had to be postponed a lot. Um, So I think people are going to be dipping their toes into um, in-person events, specifically in the Bay Area. I can't speak for other places because I know I have a friend in Houston that she's a children's book author and she's doing a lot of events. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I do think that moving forward, I don't want to just do book ratings. I want to have like an experience with people. And I think that that's always been my brand as a marketer, especially in like the wine industry that I came from, you know, there's thousands of wineries and sometimes they all kind of blend together, but it's the personality that makes them different. I mean, good wine is important. Yes. But the personality behind um, the people who make the wine is even more important, especially for remembering that wine. And I think it's the same for um, children's books. Um, So I have a few different types of events that I I want to do. Um, One of those being a bug scavenger hunt that I want to do because all of my books are going to be revolving around um, bugs that live at the beach. (laughs) There are little bugs that are in kindergarten and they, they play on the beach. And I mean, it sounds fabulous. Sounds like a fabulous life. Um, but I want to do a bug scavenger hunt. I also have um, exercises that are bug related and um, beach related. That is kind of fun. I was, I was actually able to do that at a gym um, outside um, last summer, I did a book reading, and then I was able to um, do exercise classes where I pretended to be a crabby. And like, and there was like ten little like uh, kids that ranged from like one years old to to eight, and they were all doing the little crabby dance with me. And so, experiences is what I love doing, and I think that's what's going to be remembered long after the event instead of just a book signing. Mm. So we're going to do book signing 2.0 is going to be book experiences. So would that entail like what you said, like exercises would also entail more interactive books or maybe even going into VR and experiencing your own book at the same time. Could that be part of the new trend, I guess. With enough money. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, moving into like three web 3.0 or something like that. Um, we'll be looking at, um, doing stuff that, um, can focus on for me answering questions, um, for parents when it comes to like mental health issues, like within a created online space. I was actually talking to a friend who's deep into this women and web 3.0 Twitter spaces. And we were talking about how we could bring the um, Randall and friends world 
of bugs at a beach, like into the Web 3.0 space where we can um, answer quick questions for parents. So questions about mental health or um, for anyone who's been a parent um, of a baby, you know, you're you're Googling how to get baby to sleep at 3 a.m. Like, I don't know any parent that has had a kid within the last 10 years that hasn't been waking up at 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. and Googled something. And you go to Google and it's like a million different answers. So just like TikTok, I want to go back to like very specific answers to things. Gotcha. So that might be something in the future. Yeah. I mean, you could even go look at NFTs and look at doing limited edition type of covers or even like beginning covers or beginning manuscripts and kind of, Mm -hmm. I guess, branching out of there because Web 3.0 is still newish and people are still trying to figure out that avenue of, I know it's more community based. So you're on the right track of like community and building a community, maybe even having creator coins for your specific community at the same time. I love it. And you know what? Speaking of NFTs, I would love to um, work with my illustrator, who's a friend of mine, um, to come up with specific specific Randall and Friends um, NFTs, maybe one that gives the owner early access to every single Randall book in the future. Um, They could, um, you know, spend a little bit of money and have a PDF of the books a few days before it comes out. Um, Because I'm always looking for ways to engage and get people excited. And I could also see um, NFT holders, um, you know, having the producer role with my books, you know, helping name future bugs or like someone could buy um, a book or an NFT and have their child, their name be a character in the book or, you know, something fun like that. And in addition to like early releases. I know. I mean, it's the best time to actually experiment with Web 3.0 since, like I said, we're still trying to figure it out. Exactly. And that I, that's kind of where I am with the idea of digital marketing in general. I mean, there's, there's things that we know work, you know, sending people down a funnel on your website to email marketing. Um, But then there's also a lot of things that, you know, we're just kind of guessing, you know, there's creators on TikTok that just started like a month ago and they already have a million followers. It's wild to see that. (laughs) I know because the traditional social media, that would take you several months if that exactly oh years i yeah. mean i i've been trying i would love to have a million I, I don't even know if i'd actually love to have a million followers i feel like there's there's a lot of blowback that would come with that um but you know on my instagram channel i've been doing that since instagram started and i have thirteen thousand five hundred something like that but mm-hmm. the people that follow me are really um focused they kind of have the same niche you know small business owners, marketers within the wine food, um, space. I mean, I have a few people that sell crystals and a few, um, book authors as well, but that I really kind of found my niche specifically in digital marketing with that. So now I'm kind of branching out to be more, um, within the children's book space. Gotcha. And so like, we're talking about content, but even extra content would be the NFTs and everything. So are we seeing like, maybe like a, an interesting way of basically self-published 
authors making it without the publisher are we seeing like more of a cutout of that because of nfts crypto uh basically patreon all the other spaces allowing authors to actually bypass a lot of publishers that may not even give them a chance a lot of times oh yeah actually amazon is the reason that um self-publishing is huge right now because they made it really easy to be able to do that and um like I said in the beginning, I, I looked at um, self-publishing and there's a lot of ways to do it. And it's actually really easy. That's also part of the problem because there's so many people doing it right now. And that's actually why I ended up going with a hybrid publisher. Um, I basically hired my publisher to help me with marketing and um, making sure that the books are, um, you know, she knows what she's doing. And I didn't in the the children's book industry, so she was she's been able to help me a lot. And then, are there going to be any new trends coming from the book publishing side for children's or just books in general? Are there any new trends you're seeing? Where I know we talked about Web 3.0, but anything else besides that? I think authors becoming um, experts online um, is something I'm seeing. Um, I'm following um, authors talk about their experience in how they um, released their book. You know, before it was gatekeeped by the publishers um, and they didn't want to tell people how, how to do it because they wanted to be the ones to do it. And now authors can, you know, bypass that and go straight to the public and tell their story. And I think, you know, authors that have a good story, that have a reason for why they um, published a book, I think those are going to be the ones that stand out. You know, I have cancer and my son, um, he, he has a disease called cystic fibrosis. And um, that's a big part of why we wrote the book to begin with. So I think having a good story and telling it and being open and honest about your experience, because it's not all sunshine and roses in the uh, children's book industry. <laughs> Fair enough. But fun question for you. If you could be any character in any book, what would you be? I like this because I think the obvious one should be like Hermione because she's a badass. Um, but I would say I would go with a character from my favorite book from childhood, Miss Honey from the book Matilda. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that movie or um, read the book, but it's a Royal Doll book. Um, and at the end, Miss Honey um, is just such a caring, uh, the entire time she's a caring woman, but at the end um, she kind of takes control and um, she, she stands up to the bully and she lives this life that is pretty cool. And um, yeah, so that was one of my favorite books, Matilda growing up. I think I read it like a hundred times when I was a kid and it made me feel like it was okay to be nerdy and that it's okay to stand up to bullies. So actually that's the, the second book in my Randall series talks about standing up to bullies. So I didn't even realize the, the connection. There. All right. Well, Hey, I'm glad I made a connection. <laughs> Any final thoughts for our listeners? 
As I move forward with um, the idea of mental health, I think it's um, something that is important to talk about, um, especially in the social media world when we are, you know, seeing um, influencers and other people post these like perfect pictures and videos of their their lives. And I think talking about mental health is going to be really important moving forward within the digital marketing world. So I just want to be one of those people that um, talk about burnout and talk about how hard it is to create ongoing content. You know, I've been creating content for social media for 13 freaking years. It's, it's a pain in the ass. It is constant. You're always having to come up with new ideas and um, it, it gets exhausting. So I want to talk about how ways to get away from your desk and go on walks to clear your mind and so I'm just doing that as much as possible. Mm, dogs yeah. do help with the walk part. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, mine doesn't. I will say that. my I have a 20-year-old Yorkie who's completely deaf. She's a little 15-pound uh, chunker for a Yorkie. Like, she's not a teacup Yorkie. She's just a regular one. But she doesn't like walking. She likes napping and snoring and eating. Okay, I should say younger <laughs> dogs help you with that. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Shanna, for joining PR360 and sharing your knowledge on marketing, digital marketing, and book publishing. Absolutely. I am so honored to be here. I appreciate um, you talking to me. I always love talking about this. No worries. And thank you for listening to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Cool Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings. Let us know how we're doing. And also, YouTube get these lovely videos as well so subscribe there too and join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the pr industry all right guys stay safe get to understanding book publishing if you're interested in (laughs) author being an author and see you next week later